Welcome back to the Focus Compounding Podcast. How's everybody doing out there? Hope it's going well. Everyone's having a great day. Um, my name is Andrew Kuhn, sitting alongside my co-founder here at Focus Compounding, Mr. Jeff Gannon. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Andrew. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. So I called you my co-founder at Focus Compounding. Yes. And you're also going to be a co-founder and partner and a few other titles, I guess we could say, mm -hmm. at our new project that we're starting that we're going to be talking about today. Yep. And this new project is about, uh, it's, it's we're fully launched and we're fully up and we're excited to share every, share it with everybody. Um, you know, and that's managed accounts. Okay. So that's managing people's money. Mm -hmm. And um, this is something that uh, we just started. Of course, we obviously we've been in the money management business for you know some time, but we thought it would be a good time to um, pretty much go out on our own and start um, managing money for other people, people that are interested in what we have to offer. Right. And you get asked often, and you have over the years by individuals to manage their money. You never had any I've, interest in it, correct? I said no, and I think I've on record writing many times that I would not do that. Yeah, because, because I've gotten a lot of emails asking about that. What the heck has changed? Mm -hmm. So what has changed? Let's, let's let's clear the record. I have a partner now. Nice. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Nice. Uh, who has a background in more of that kind of stuff uh -huh. that I don't want to do? That's right. What what don't you want to do? Tell uh, the viewers. Tell tell the listeners. Tell the listeners. Um, tell the people, man. Uh, I want to focus on picking stocks. Yes, doing yeah. what you're good at. So yeah, and I think and that's sort of been my response to a lot of people is I just tell them that Jeff wanted to focus on. Um, well, let me back up a little bit. When you start a firm or you mm -hmm. start managing other money or whatever you're doing, any business, mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into you know the business than what you're just specializing in. Sure. And that's why a lot of people, when they succeed in uh, like another company or something and then they go off on their own, mm -hmm. a lot of times they fail yeah. because there's so much more to running that business than just doing what you're good at. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot that takes you away from doing what you're good at. Right. Right. So it's like a salesman, for example, if he was with a, a salesman at a company and then he went off on his own, so a lot of them maybe could fail because now they're also doing other stuff. They're keeping yeah. records of stuff. Right. They're doing marketing. They're not, mm -hmm. you know, instead of just doing what they're good at, which is just selling, I guess right. you could say. Yeah. All right. We're not salesmen here. Okay. But there's a, um, so I think that's why it made a lot of sense for us to, to partner up because obviously you could focus on investing and um, I could focus more so on like the marketing of it and also the investing part as well, yeah. but marketing of it, the investor relation. Mm -hmm. Somebody told me the other day, they're like, you're like the gatekeeper. I was like, I guess I am kind of like the gatekeeper. Because well, we were saying I have a call. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I had suggested that they contact you. Yep. Which is true. That's what I always suggest to people that if they want to set something up to talk to you. Yep. That's I'm the gatekeeper. Yeah. And I also suggest if they want to talk about strategy, mm -hmm. what stocks we pick, why we pick them and stuff. I'm, you know, you can talk to both of us yeah. and that's what we did on that call. They could talk to both of us. But I was said, there's not much point in talking to me about here, what the fees are going to be. Here's how we do it. Here's whatever. Andrew can talk to you about all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. what's the strategy that we're going to employ? Uh, so the strategy we're going to employ is overlooked stocks, mm -hmm. which we did a podcast and a uh, blog post on. Yeah. So that's stocks. Uh, that's uh, spinoffs. Mm -hmm. um, stocks merging from bankruptcy. Net nets, near net nets, illiquid, uh, micro caps, dark stocks, stocks that don't file with the SEC. Yeah. Just a bunch of companies that people typically don't look at, whether they think it's not a good place to look, not a good pond efficient, mm -hmm. or because they have probably some sort of stipulations with their okay, firm yeah. or where they're currently at, where mm -hmm. it's just not going to come up on the radar screen. Yeah. And I. I um, when someone asked about it recently, I described it as being half oddball stocks, 
half Clark Street value, mm-hmm. which are two blogs. They're asking, you know, do you screen for stocks and stuff? And I said, no, we don't mostly get ideas from screens. What we get it from is those kinds of things, uh, the kinds of doing the same kinds of searches that those blogs are doing. So mm-hmm. what I meant by that is it's half obscure micro cap type things and it's half special situations. So it's mm-hmm. not a, it won't be that the accounts are all in really small stocks. There'll be special situations. Spinoffs probably the most common. Mm-hmm. But it's not all spinoffs because some of them will be uh, unlisted stocks, you know, OTC stocks. Mm-hmm. And all of these are things we've written about Focus Compounding. Exactly. And for those that are interested, if you go to focuscompounding.com, there's a managed accounts page on okay. the navigation bar, which has a presentation sort of outlining the strategy and going over um, ideas that, that demonstrate the strategy. And anyone successes. listening to this will be able to see that presentation. Yes. Yeah. yes that's not so this is not a, you don't have to be a member to see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and that gives it, and basically that's like a PowerPoint type thing. Yeah. It's just like, um, I don't know, maybe, I forget how many stocks it is that are listed on it. But it's, it's only 14 slides, I think. Yeah, 14 slides, so it's probably, you know, 8 or 10 stocks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's just a bunch of examples of the kinds of things that we'd be doing. Um, and it has, I think the oldest one in there is an example for a bank insurance from 8 years ago or something that I did. Yep. I wrote a letter Your to the first board. stunt at a little activism. Yeah, that I was call it gentle, gentleman activism. So why do you call it gentleman activism? Because it wasn't too hostile. <laughs> it wasn't too hostile, yeah. I got comments from people after that for some reason. They read and they were like, oh, that was like a really nice letter that you wrote. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay. That's I didn't funny. know. Apparently, when you're if you're trying to convince someone to do something, you're, you're supposed to tell them how terrible they are or something. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but it has the, those letters to the board. But it also had – so that's just an example of the kind of thing. That, that was an uh, illiquid stock. Mm-hmm. But there's things about spinoffs. There are things about all sorts of different stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, Why did you think that pursuing the overlooked strategy was a good strategy to, to do? Well, to this is part of, like, my concerns about managing money. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that most people follow too broad a strategy. Um, so you think it's better to specialize? Yeah. And I think w- this is not telling tales out of school, I hope. But I talk to many people who manage money. And I don't know that I come across any of them who won't actually admit to you that their personal money they manage, they do better than the money they manage for clients. Yeah. And it's because of that. It's because their strategy of what they um, manage money for clients has been tweaked a little to be more palatable for clients than what they do personally. Sure. So... Um, they don't necessarily do so. So some of the things we talked a lot about this, but some of the things, and actually a lot of people talked to me when they knew that we were starting this up saying, well, why restrict yourself that way? Shouldn't you be able to buy anything like frost? Shouldn't you be able to buy frost? You know? And in this example, we wouldn't buy frost. Frost was just a bank. Mm -hmm. Um, my answer was really no. Um, for one thing, uh, in the past, I own slightly fewer stocks than we'll own, uh, in these manager accounts. So these manager accounts will have six to eight stocks. Whereas in the past, I liked to not own, and certainly personally, I don't like to own uh, more than five stocks. Um, and so already you're, you're having to have a little more activity. Mm-hmm. And by our, I mean, think about that, six to eight stocks, yeah. by the standards of managing money, that's incredibly concentrated. Yeah, that's not a lot at all. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but even then, you're talking about you have to find a few more ideas. Um, and then you're talking about fees on top of that, which we've talked to people a lot about. And there's a drag associated with that. But I think that most of it is like, um, you want to focus in on a strategy that I think over time will give you the best results mm-hmm. rather than what I see so much of, which is um, too much of a generalist approach. You know, the thing is, is I see people's portfolios all the time and I'd say nine out of 10 clients, they're paying probably a percent uh, in the advisor fee. And then a, uh, there's probably some hidden costs in the mutual funds that they don't see. 
and all they're really doing is just going up and down with the market. There's no value add. Yeah, we've that. talked about this a lot with fees. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make the whole podcast about fees and stuff, but that's a question people have. It's a, well, so if you have these fees that are this high, 2.5% um, for, for a flat fee, one, um, how can you outperform that and stuff? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, whether I was managing money or not for people, I'd say here's the two things that you can do. One, you can find a hedge fund or whatever thing that's doing a unique strategy mm-hmm. that's really doing something different from the market. And then you can afford to pay a pretty high fee if you pick the right one. Yeah. Or you can be in S&P 500 Vanguard, lowest possible index fund you can have. You shouldn't be paying 1% for a lot of mutual funds because a lot of mutual funds are essentially index funds. The market. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't make sense. So I think a fee can be too high when it's 1%. Um, but I think it may not be too high when it's two and a half percent if it's a totally unique strategy. Yeah. And I hope that our strategy is totally unique. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, and I agree with that. So what are our plans going to be? So we're going and we've uh, we I don't think we've publicly talked about, but we're going to have a buy list. And, and yeah, that's an important thing to talk about because we were talking about I why I'm doing this yep. and what we each bring to this and stuff mm-hmm. like that. What I want to focus in on is doing a buy list which is a list of ranking all the stocks that we consider. Mm-hmm. So like it'll be a list of 20 stocks now. People who have accounts with us will not see 20 stocks. No. But they'll see the six to eight they own. But those are the top six to eight stocks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's all about having this list and then just focusing it down on what's the best things on that list. And then that's really what I want the uh, approach to be, mm-hmm. the process to be for it. So, yeah. And one of the questions we got, and maybe you just want to pub- pub- talk about it, mm-hmm. is um, we're talking about pursuing a, a strategy on like maybe sometimes adding micro caps or illiquid to the mix, right. whatever, of course, whatever, if the opportunity's there. And he said, he doesn't think that you've written a lot about it. Well, uh, well, I have a focused compound. He goes, yes, so he's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. own frost. So it's like, right, how right, are you right. switch? Are you switching the strategy or what are you That's doing? a good point. That's a good yeah. point. So, um, the presentation wasn't up when mm-hmm. we got that question. Yeah. So now it's go see the presentation because it lists a lot of the stocks that have for focus compounding. They're illiquid. Um, they're not the best stocks to write up. We've said this before. There's a difference between what we choose to write for, um, like on the, the blog, for Not instance. Not a lot of people are interested in illiquid. So a lot of people listening to this are either listening on the podcast and have heard us talk about stocks or are reading the blog, mm-hmm. uh, which have meaningful enough listenership, uh, readership, whatever, that um, it could be pretty uh, not interesting to them. Uh, they're a general enough audience that they might not be interested in really illiquid things. Mm-hmm. Some of them will never buy it. A, a good example is like I invest in Japanese net nets. I generally don't write about foreign stocks because no matter what I do, people will not open a brokerage account um, someplace else. And if their broker doesn't let them buy stocks in that country or and not even that they don't let them, if it's just a pain that they have to call up their broker and talk about it, they sure. will end up not owning the stock. Mm-hmm. So over time I just learned don't bother writing about those because it doesn't pay off for anyone listening. Now, it pays off for me because I do yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But they aren't going to do that, so they're not actually going to go buy Japanese net nets or whatever. Um, so, honestly, that's part of it is that for the managed accounts, we're focusing on those stocks that I would most like in my own account mm-hmm. rather than what I would most like to write about. Sure. Yeah, so it is a little bit different there. And There's always a trade-off with the writing thing. Sure. Um, some of the things I think are not the best things I've ever written and stuff have been the most popular because if they happen to be about controversial stock or they're very newsworthy or whatever you mm-hmm. get a lot of hits yeah and you know that's not what we really want to go for but there's always a trade-off there's a difference between writing about stocks and investing in stocks mm-hmm. 
No, I, yeah. I think that's a great point. And, and we have gotten a lot of, of questions on the structure of it. So we are a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, we can manage money um, in other states as well and also overseas as long as Interactive Brokers, which is our custodian, has access to your country or wherever you're at. Um, we don't custody on the assets. The money is 100% yours. When clients do sign up with us, they reach out to us. When they say go, we send them a link that is on our or from our master account or our firm, then it's all electronic. You go online, you sign up, and um, then we can start the, the move over process. But again, we can't, we have no cu- access to the capital. All we are is the managers on the account, and we could just have the ability to buy and, and sell stocks. If for whatever reason we don't perform or you don't like the fact that Jeff and I don't wear ties, <laughs> all you got, and you want to fire us, all you got to do is you call up Interactive Brokers and you say, take those two knuckleheads off my account. And mm-hmm. we're gone. So it, uh, we've got a lot of questions on that. Is there some sort of fees? Is there some sort of commitment? Do I have to send you a check? How does that process work? Right. I mean, if, if it's a taxable or an IRA or a trust, whatever it is, it's all 100% in your name. We are just the managers on the account. Yeah, because a lot of people, when they ask me, I keep calling it a fund, which it's not. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. But it's, yeah, it, it is. Technically I understand why they say that yeah. because, it, you know, the like we said, there's a buy list for us for the stock picking. It works just like if there was a fund, basically. But. Yeah. And, and since we're doing managed accounts as well, other people have asked, we click one button and it's done across the portfolio for everybody. So it's pretty mm-hmm. simple. So that's, yeah. I mean, when you say it's done sort of like a fund, it, it is kind of yeah. just like that. It now, depending on the timing you come in, it'll be totally different what you own potentially. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's just something you should know. If you come in three months later, there'll be stuff other people on that you don't own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's how it is at a hedge fund too, right? Uh, yeah. But if the hedge fund still owned it, then you would own those things. Mm-hmm. So sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other questions have we asked. So we're going to, or been asked us, so we're going to employ the overlooked stocks. Um, We are being pretty, I guess you could say, picky about the types of people that we are taking. Um, We think that... That's true. Uh, Focus compounding members, we'd love to hear from you because Mm -hmm. obviously you're people who know more about how we do this and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, a, like we said, a very specific strategy. So um, you want to talk about like what kind of people we're looking for? Yeah, we're just looking for people that sort of understand that, and we talk about this a lot, that stocks are not just pieces of paper, and we don't want to be judged on a quarter or even a month-to-month or quarter-to-quarter basis. We think that this strategy is going to be best um, – you know, or perform best when over a period of what, one, two, three, four, five years over mm-hmm. time. And we don't want to be judged on a month to month basis. And we've gotten asked a lot by people on what's the minimum. And we haven't right. really set a minimum um, to come and, and partner with us. But what we did say was it's going to be sort of on a case by case basis. Because if someone yeah. comes to us and they're very familiar with the strategy and they're sure. sort of excited about it and, and it makes sense to them. We're not going to turn them away. Yeah, we've already had at least one that I know was like that, where we said, "I know who that is" and stuff, and that that's fine. It's a you know, don't worry about the amount being too low. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're just we're being, I guess, kind of careful in that in that regard. But again, we just want people to understand that stocks aren't just pieces of paper; they're fractional ownerships of real businesses, and sort of think about it sort of just like that, like how we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about your background, about why you're the partner on this one, and why I feel that having you in here is why don't you tell me actually? Well, maybe accounts? you should tell me. I should tell you what that situation yeah. is. Why? Okay. Why are you? I don't want to tell you why you're comfortable with me. Well, you know. Well, would I? Uh, that would you imagine me setting up all this stuff with interactive brokers? <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah, so, and again, some people do ask what my role is. A lot of the investor communication, investor relations, is going to go through me. 
Um, if you do want to hop on a call with Jeff, I will be on there as well, and we could all get on. But uh, for a lot of that, I'm going to be handling. And I handle a lot of the back end support, the compliance, and just getting everything up and marketing and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, you communicate with me. How often do you get me on the phone? Take one time, right? <laughs> We've had one guy. How, how quickly do I respond to text? With you pretty fast now? No, yeah, you're, you're pretty good. All right. No, yeah, no you are. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's not uh, my specialty is doing those things. So I think that, um, you know. Which is uh, good. Yeah, and you know a lot about those things that we need for uh, this. There's a lot of stuff in setting it up um, yeah. that people have asked about, and, and that's helpful. Um, and like we said, you've um, worked in that field already. Mm-hmm. Um people know that's where we record we record in an office then yep that's right yep so um yeah so that's an advantage that way and it is people will wonder in the presentation stuff it says that i'm the portfolio manager and your partner in it Mm -hmm. you know uh we we've learned a lot from talking to people and stuff they're a lot more comfortable with the idea of one portfolio manager that's correct and so i have the ultimate say on those things but andrew's involved in both sides of the business of the marketing stuff and in the investing side of it so people should no, that definitely is an equal partner in that stuff. Yes, yes, yes. So it is good. And for anyone that is interested, you could reach out to us uh, via email, info at focuscompounding.com, or you could go to the website and you'll see there's a lot more information on there. We also do have a frequently asked questions uh, yeah. that we've been getting from a lot of people. So if you need something to shed a little bit more light, that's also a good place to start as well. Yeah, I'd say the two things you should do are read the presentation if you want to understand the strategy. And then uh, with your own personal situation, call yep. or email. Reach out. So reach out and he'll set it up. And I'm happy to, I've done a few calls already where we all get on a conference call together and talk through whatever questions someone has. That seems to work better than um, like emailing one off their questions. Mm-hmm. I think we get someone on the phone, they're a little more comfortable to ask all their questions at once and I agree. Know, in their personal situation. So yeah, so you can set that up. And if you're in the area, you can meet in person with us. We're in the uh, Dallas area. That is correct. That is correct. Any other thoughts on it? No, that's really it. Um, as I, the big one that people, because this is the question I get asked the most. Yep. Uh, I'm doing this because of Andrew. That's why. Um, you know that I didn't do it before because it's not something I would do without a partner handling all of those sorts of things that I've said, uh, or why I would not be interested in managing money mm-hmm. because there's a lot of stuff that comes along with it. That's so, correct. Yeah. That's good. So that's a big change. Good partnership. Anyways, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to listen to us chat a little bit today about our new project, our new managed accounts, Focus Compounding Capital Management, that we are excited to have rolled out. If that's something that you'd be interested in, definitely reach out. Info at focuscompounding.com. If you go to our managed accounts tab on our website, you also see that there is a phone number there. That is my phone number. Mm -hmm. So let the prank calls begin, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, And feel free to to reach out through there as well. Other than that, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you want to get access to Jeff's weekly memo on investing principle, go to our website, enter in your email, and you will be added to that distribution list. And on Sunday morning, Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, sometimes Sunday, Sunday. depends when when we get in, send it out, but definitely on Sunday, um, you will get that in your email box. Other than that, thank you very much. Everyone have a great day. Take care.